In today's culture and society, we talk a lot about success, but there's one philosophy that I learned some time ago that has truly changed the trajectory of my life, and that is the full understanding of significance. I have met a lot of successful people in my lifetime thus far, but the question I always walk away with is, was their life or is their life significant? What impact have they made in the world? What impact have they made on somebody else's life? What I've learned is that you can be successful and not significant, but it's very difficult for you to be significant and not successful. Welcome to the Markeith Brayton Podcast. I am Markeith Brayton, former corporate nine-to-fiver turned lifestyle entrepreneur and personal brand business strategist. Each week, I will bring you inspiring personal development content and transformative interviews of some of today's most sought-after influencers and entrepreneurs who will help you unlock your fullest potential. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let the class begin. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode and another week of the Marquee Brayton Podcast. You know, I'm always excited that you join me and you take the time out to listen to the podcast. This week, I want to share an episode that I recorded in a previous podcast, almost when I first started, but it's a very relevant topic. I like this particular interview because this was when I was really beginning to think about what type of mark I wanted to make in the world. And the conversation that I'm having with my guest today on this particular episode of the podcast is dealing with the concept or dealing with the idea of what is the difference between success and significance. We all strive for success, but one of the things that I truly think about often is what impact will I make? When I'm gone from this world, what will have been my impact? And I'm sharing this interview with you while I'm attending a conference here in Nashville because I wanted to really engage your mind and engage your heart when we come to think about is success truly the ultimate goal or is it truly us being significant in the world and making an impact on other people's lives so i hope that you enjoy this particular podcast episode it is a rebroadcast but it's definitely a podcast episode that i truly love and that i truly think will be beneficial for you today even though it was recorded maybe about two to three years ago. So let me know your thoughts. Leave me a rating and review in iTunes so that I can know what you thought about this episode. Also, hey, shoot me an email and let me know your thoughts to markeith at markeithbrayton.com. That's markeith at markeithbrayton.com. Hope you have a great rest of your week and just know that I'm always thinking about ways that I can engage your mindset and help you to think on that next level because it's all about growth. It's all about becoming who you need to become in order to create the significance to realize the success. I am so excited today to share with you today's guest. There are times in your life when you decide to shift your life and pursue your purpose 
when you meet individuals who you know have the right information and the knowledge you need to make your life just a little bit better. My guest today is a businessman and life coach who has inspired many through his leadership, mentorship, and consistent pursuit of excellence. He enjoys helping others and believes experience is a great teacher. He has 35 years of entrepreneurship and marriage, which have given him a wealth of experience. He continues to reach new heights and broaden his perspective of the terrain by examining his experiences and growing from them. Welcome, Aaron. Marquis, thanks, man. What a blessing it is to be on your show, man. I know you have some great tools, some great principles, great information to share with the listening audience, and I'm just ready to get started so that we can be a blessing to some people. Awesome, man. Let's do this thing. It's great. Great. Well, Aaron, I gave a brief introduction of who you were, but I want you to kind of give us a little bit more in-depth detail about who you are and where you're from and so that we can kind of set this thing up to talk about how we can help people shift their lives and live on purpose. Yeah, that's great, man. Thank you very much. Well, I'm a native Nashvilleian. 54 years, you know, I've been living in the great state of Tennessee and grew up in Madison, Tennessee, which is just north of Nashville, about 10 miles. Started my first business at 18 years old with a couple of partners. Uh, It was very successful for about a nine-year period. A Fortune 500 company bought me out. They were located in Fort Worth. They were growing through acquisitions. They bought my stores when I was 27 years old. Wow. I thought I thought I was finished. You know, I had a little bit of money and free time. And, you know, here's what happened, Markeith. I didn't have purpose and I didn't have uh, a mission ahead of me after that point. And I got fat and lazy. My wife was getting me up in the middle of the day, which was so unlike me to lay around and do nothing. Gained 50 pounds. Don't tell anybody. But, man, I've become <laughs> just... Uh, all I did was sit and eat and play golf and fish. And man, I discovered through that process that we've got to have a purpose to get up each and every day. I don't care if you've got money or not, we've got to have a reason to get up. Went back and went in business with a guy I started with when I was, uh, you know, just a child. I was a kid. I was 13 years old when I started working. I bought his store and we shared the work week for about 10 years, took a five year break and Markeith, something happened in 2001 that really rocked my world and it really changed the paradigm of the way my life was headed. And I had a horrific car accident. I didn't get hurt, but a pedestrian was killed in the process of that accident. Mm. And it really, really transformed my life. I was thinking, I'm out here chasing a buck every day, trying to make more money, open more stores, gain more wealth. And then I realized at that point that my life didn't have much significance. I had a lot of success, but I really wasn't terribly significant to others. And it really caused me to take about a five-year break and kind of reevaluate my life and the path I was on. Went into the construction business after that, and we took a small construction company to number one builder three consecutive years, even through a difficult time. This was 07, 08, 09. We really flourished at that time, and I know it was a tough time economically, but we persisted through and really grew a great company. I decided at 50 years old I was going to retire for the third time. This is funny. I said, I've retired more than the law allows. That's right. (laughs) I retired at 50, and a couple of my buddies that I had been in a mastermind group with for over 10 years encouraged me to coach. 
And I thought about it, prayed about it. My wife and I talked about it, and I said, you know, I got 36 years of business experience. I got 35 years of marriage. Maybe I've got one or two nuggets that I could share with people. Well, God has just blessed that business immeasurably. I have guys all over the country now, even some international clients. I have one-on-one clients that I coach on a weekly basis. I lead Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind Groups. And, Markeith, I'm having the time of my life, man. I've never had so much fun in my entire life helping other guys find their purpose in life. And so that's what I'm doing. That's kind of my story from 30,000 feet. I just gave you 36 years in two minutes. 36 years and two minutes. But it was a great setup because, you know, you mentioned that by the age of 27, you had a Fortune 500 company come and buy out your business. You know, and many of, especially today's generation, you know, they are pursuing, you know, that financial independence. They are going after that money. But then you said, I lacked purpose. And that yeah. leads me into that first question. You know, even though you had made it financially uh, and, and, and many of us equate success with financial success, you know, why is it important that individuals truly identify their purpose as they move forward in life versus just pursuing this financial success? Well, what you'll find early on, and let me kind of revisit the story just a little bit and give you a little more backstory. Okay. I came, I came from a very, very poor environment. My dad never made over $15,000 a year in his life. There were six of us that lived in an 800-square-foot house. You know, I had two brothers and a sister, and quite honestly, one bathroom, you know, is a pretty... You know, now everybody's got a bathroom in every room of the house, and you got two or three extra bathrooms. We had one bathroom, and uh, it was a tough go, you know, with I'm a girl sure in the house. And my mom used to put canned goods in the pantry during the summer and nail a board over part of the pantry so we would have stuff to eat in the winter. So I know all about being poor. Now, what my family did do, though, is they instilled character and values yes. and humility and great principles uh, to us personally as children. My mom used to have a saying. She would make us do things. She'd say, you can't say the word can't, but can't wasn't allowed in my house. She'd say can't, couldn't do it, and could, did it all. Mm. And that really instilled in me a lot of self-confidence in things. And as a result of that, I learned to do a lot of things because she made me try. So we had grit, determination, perseverance. We had a lot of those things in our house. We just didn't have any money. And so through that came, for me, success simply because my mom pushed us and she said, you can do things, you just got to try. That's right. Well, each family has to decide for themselves what success means. Mm-hmm. And, Markeith, you know, some of the things that I've discovered in having made a little bit of money and having a little bit of success is that the number one thing on most people's list in success is, you know, financial provision and stability. You know, we all want that, and I think it's a good thing. I think yeah. that we should have financial stability. I just don't want it to be your main primary focus. Some of the other things that I've found that are very useful in success is engaging family and friends. I mean, you don't want to be an island. You know, none of us were created to be alone. Yeah. Another thing that's really important to me is to have a clear conscience. 
Mm-hmm. You know, to always do the right thing, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what it might cost you, is to do the right thing. That is success. You know, good health. You know, we all want to be in good shape. And so taking care of your body because it's the temple, you know, you want to do the right thing there. So you, you want to have good health. Another thing that guys ask me all the time, they say, well, do you ever get to a point successfully that you're just content? Well, I think we should be content in all circumstances, but we don't want to be complacent. That's right. where we get in trouble, right? right? Is we need to learn contentment. Another thing is having a clear sense of direction. You know, there's where guys get really tripped up in success because they don't have a clear sense of direction. It's like, I don't know whether to go left or whether to go right. And being involved in accountability groups and mastermind groups have really helped me gain clarity. Mm-hmm. So those are one of the other reasons that uh, success is important and having a clear sense of direction. Uh, dreams and goals. Mark Keith, I know you and I have talked a lot about having certain goals and dreams. The only way that we're going to have success is if we do dream and if we do have goals. Yes. I want to challenge some of the listeners. They say, well, I have all these goals. And if it's not written down and it's not dated, all you have is a dream. It's not a goal because it's got to be measurable and it's got to be written down so you can see if you're going to obtain that dream. So I would just challenge your guys out there to write down your goals, date your goals, and now we've got a real goal, not just a dream. One thing for me, Mark Keith, I don't know what your listening audience ascribes to in this, but is I have a trust in a higher power. I'm a Christ follower, and my day starts out with God being the central focus. He's my moral compass. And so success for me is in trusting in a higher power. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is having meaning and purpose. And we talked about that early on. How do you discover having meaning and purpose in your life? What I discovered is my focus was entirely on myself prior to that accident. I was all about making more money. I wanted more stores. I wanted a nicer house, bigger cars, faster boats, more toys, a nicer Rolex. You know, the Rolex without the diamond dial wasn't good enough. It had to have the, you know what I'm saying? And my focus was all about tangible possessions. Yeah. And then after the accident, I learned really what significance was, Mm. was meeting the needs of others. It was an outward focus, not necessarily an inward focus. And when my focus turned and I saw that I was helping meet the needs of other people, that gave me great satisfaction. It gave me a great sense of purpose when I was helping other people. And here's one of the cool things. You say, well, I do help people. Well, a lot of the times our motive is such we're helping other people because we want to get something. Well, when you've really helped somebody that could never repay you, Mm. then you've really done something significant. There's no way that guy could ever repay you. You're just paying it forward. And after the accident, I discovered that. Before, I would do a lot of cool things and a lot of nice things, but usually there was a payday. Right, 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 there, right. There was a reason for it. So the way I kind of separate some of these things are doing that is being available to aid others, even when it's not convenient. It might take a little bit of my time. I could have made more money, but really this kind of moved them 
forward. And then providing above and beyond the expected amount that they're willing to do or pay or giving above the minimal requirements. I think that we all should give more than we promise and always provide a little secret at the end, something that kind of makes them have that sweet taste in their mouth when they're through with the deal, whatever it is. That's kind of how I separate success from significance. Yeah, you know, and I think that you you gave us a, a whole lot in those few minutes that you were sharing with us. And I want to pull out two things that you, you talked about, you know, because truly purpose has more to do with your ability to impact the lives of others. And when I think about that, I, I think about the word that you use on clarity. Many of us have a hard time moving in purpose. Many of us have a hard time really moving in, the, in our place of significance because of our lack of clarity. And I want you to talk a little bit more about, you know, why is clarity so important as we begin to move towards uh, that thing or that calling or that purpose that we have in, in, for our lives? Um, why is clarity truly important to have? Well, without it, I don't know if you've ever been out in the Nashville weather and driven in the fog. But man, when you're in that fog, the brighter you put that light on, the the more blinded you are. You know, it's harder to see. You got to use those dim lights that look down low so you can get under the fog. Well, that's the way it is in our lives. When it's cloudy, when we can't see, when we don't have boundaries and we don't have benchmarks and we can't see down the road, we have no clarity. We don't know where we're going. I was on Kentucky Lake in a fishing tournament once, and I had been on that lake a million times. I knew exactly where I was, I thought, until the fog wouldn't lift early in the morning. And I was out there, man, wandering around. I had no benchmarks. I had, I didn't know. I, I was familiar with the territory, but because I couldn't see, I didn't have clarity. Yeah. I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. Well, it's the same way in our lives, and that's the reason that I created a document and it's called, what do I want? Now here's the kicker right here, man. Nine out of 10 people don't know the answers to these 30 questions. You say, well, those are simple questions. Well, yeah, they're elementary questions until you start to answer them. And when you start <laughs> to answer them, what do you want your life to look like in five years? I know a few weeks ago, you and I had a conversation about some of these things. What does that look like? Like, what do you and your wife want to accomplish in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Robin and I have had a lot of what we call front porch talks where we sit on the front porch and we talk about when our children get gone and they're gone now, I'm an empty nest. What do we want to do with our life? Do we need this house or do we need a smaller house? And we said, we don't need this big house when the kids are gone. So you know what we did? We sold it. Sold it. We, we bought a smaller house. It doesn't require all of our time and all of our money to maintain that. And we said, when we get to this point, when we have this residual income, we're going to quit working doing that. We're going to do this because this is our dream. And you know what happened? When I got to that point, we sold the business. I moved on. I'm a creator developer. I'm not a maintainer manager because I don't like to maintain things. I like to grow things. So once it gets up and going, I get bored. You know, they say I got an ADD, I guess. I get bored and I want to go and I want to blaze a new trail. I don't want to go down the trail somebody else has done beat down. I want to go down the trail myself. And so I'm a creator developer. And so we answered all these questions and I thought, you know what? There's people out there that don't even know to know these questions. And so I created a document. You know what, Markeith? I'd like to give it away to your audience. I think I've that's awesome. Yeah, I've created a landing page 
just for your audience, and it's viewfromthetop.com forward slash shift. And if you'll just go there, I'll give that document to you. You can sit on the front porch with your wife or your husband, and you can ask yourself these questions, simple questions. Here, here's one. Tomorrow, if you got up and there were no geographic or financial limitations, what would you do with your life? Wow, man, you just opened up a whole new world because normally we make decisions based on geographic location or financial. We have obligations and responsibilities, so we got to go do our job so we'll have the money to pay the mortgage. Right. That's the reason we do what we do, not, man, if I could have my dream job, this is what I would do. Well, see, that's what gives purpose and meaning because you're empowered. It's like motivation only works so long. You can only stay hyped up so long. Motivation is an exhaustible resource. What works is a plan. And if you have a plan articulately designed, and it's methodically set out, you know that today I've got to do this, and tomorrow I've got to do that. And at the end of the journey, I'll be successful. This will be the prize. And so I've created another document, Steps to a Productive Day. I'll go ahead and put it on that side as well, and they can have that as well. Okay. So now we've discovered what we want, what gives me energy, what gives me purpose. And here's a document that says, in order to do that, I've got to have a string of productive days in order to have a productive life, right? Because that's all it is, is a compilation of days. Right. And so when we start living on purpose, when we start living intentionally rather than reactive, we live proactive, man, your life is so much better. It's so much more productive, and you can help so many more people. And so clarity truly is a plan. Absolutely. Clarity Just like is happiness. Yes. You now people say, I'm not happy. Well, happiness is not a trait. It's a choice. Yes. yes. We choose to be happy. You know, is your glass half empty or half full? Well, I never want to have a half empty glass. I always want to have a half full glass. I always want to err on the side of being positive and optimistic. And clarity can be gained through setting down to decide exactly what you want it to look like and implementing a process and a plan that gives you clarity. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody last night about that at church. She came up to me and she said, I heard that you were doing some coaching and, you know, I've been working this job and really believe that there's so much more to my life than what I'm currently doing. And she said, you know, what, what is the first step that I need to take in order to kind of help get myself clear? And then that was the advice that I gave her. I said, you need to really sit down and think about what do you want your life to look like? I heard a speaker talk about life first work second, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. creating your life visually. And mm -hmm. then once you have a plan of what you want your life to look like, Mm -hmm. then you have the ability to kind of craft the type of work that will support the life that you say you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's what happens is we're too busy making a living to have a life. Yes, that's good. And this document helps you go through finding out what your goals and your dreams are. Mm hmm. You know, like it it would be outstanding if this one thing took place in my life in the next 12 months, or I would be ecstatic if this came to pass in the next 36 months. You start getting this on paper in front of you, you know, and the one thing I need to stop doing today or the one thing I need to implement today, or if I only had one chance to do this, what would it be? Uh, my dream vacation would be what? I mean, people talk about their bucket list, but they don't say, hey, 
June 21st of 2016, I'm going to go to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Well, now we have a goal. Before, we had a dream. And so I want guys to visually see what it is, the life that they want to live. I talk about your faith. I talk about your family. I talk about your career, your finances. All these things, we can have great opportunities to excel in life. And it will give you clarity because now we have a roadmap. A roadmap. Well, Shifters, as he said, that he created a landing page specifically for this podcast, and you can get those documents, those two documents that Aaron has mentioned at viewfromthetop.com forward slash shift. Viewfromthetop.com forward slash shift. Hey, I gave you two. There's another one. I might as well go ahead and give you all of them. All right, let's We'll just give the whole deal to your audience. (laughs) There's another one that will be really beneficial for your audience called personal assessment. Okay. And, man, this thing can be painful. you got to be careful with this one because now we're getting into talking about you and, like, who are you? When you're alone, who are you? We talk about your identity. You know, we find out and that you have a clear understanding of your personal skills and your ability and how you define yourself either in your personal position and relationships or your career. We ask, are you codependent on any other relationships? Are you living a life that's true to yourself? I mean, we go through three or four pages. We talk about your ideals, things that are really important to you personally. Everybody has emotional and physical needs, you know, and we talk about those. What are some of your physical and emotional needs? And what are your financial needs? And, you know, we go through those things. We go through relationships, which is key. Man, I hope we get to talk about relationships in a minute and the value of them. And so I'll go ahead and just put all three of these on there. I'll make them for free. We won't charge them anything. We'll just give them all to them. And maybe your guys can go through and do a personal assessment, decide what they want, and then they can implement steps to a productive day. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you, Aaron, for providing what I call my shifters, uh, these documents. And once again, you can get that at view from the top dot com forward slash shift. Now you talked about, you know, you you hope that we got into relationships. You know, one of the conversations I was having with my pastor yesterday, because he was asking me the question, you know, what do we think is the the difference between the haves and the have nots? The ones who seem to continuously get more and the ones who seem to not ever get ahead. And one of the things that I was thinking about is that I think that many of the ones who don't seem to get ahead or who can't seem to get a leg up really don't understand the concept or the principle of money or what it means to be successful. And there are certain habits, there are certain practices that individuals have who have the ability to create opportunity and financial stability for themselves that many individuals who can't seem to break that barrier don't have. And so I want to hear from you because you've had several businesses that have been successful. You know, you you seemingly have a, a great uh, family life. You know, what are some of those principles that separate those who have and those who seemingly can't ever get ahead? Well, We've got to go back a little bit, and let me just tell you from my standpoint, the way I view success, significance, uh, the way I view money, the way I view relationships and people, 
And some people are listening to this are not people of faith. Mm-hmm. And I and I get that. I get that. That's just not who I am. My central focus is my faith. Everything stems out of my faith. I'm a Christ follower. I'm a professing Christian. I'm not Billy Graham. I'm not legalistic. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm just talking about that everything from within me stems out of my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's just who I am. Now, you can look at that ever how you want to look at it. I'm just telling you from me. You're asking from my perspective. So Correct. that's who I am. So my perception of money, first of all, is I'm a steward over what God's entrusted me. He has given me the ability and the gift to make money. I know how to make money. I've made money since I was 13 years old, and I sold out for a good sum of money, and I've done that three times. So I know how to make money. I did it two times primarily, and then the third time I just decided to retire. So I know how to make money. But the reason I think I've been successful from a family standpoint as well as a business standpoint is I didn't make money my primary focus. That's good. What I made my primary focus is relationships, whether it be with colleagues and peers, whether it be with my children, whether it be with my grandchildren or my wife or other business people. I always looked out for the other person. I wanted it fair because a deal is not a good deal unless it's a good deal for everybody. When it's not a good deal for everybody, somebody's losing. And I don't like losers. I like for everybody to win. Everybody can win if you're willing to look out for the other person. And so you've got to be really careful. It's not all about yourself. And people have the opportunity to make money, and they're skilled. But when they're selfish and stingy, people don't want to be around that. So it's elusive, and that can be taken away. My dad used to tell me as a kid, he said, son, when you're going up that ladder and the people you're passing, you better be nice to them because when you fall, you're going to pass the same people when you come back down. And so you never want to burn those bridges. I don't care how big you think you are. There's always somebody bigger, you know, if you get into the comparison game. But I think you better be really careful what wall you lean your ladder on, first of all, because what all that glitz and glamour is not all what you might think it is. Because when you have more money, you just magnify more of who you are. People say, I would give more or I would give something if I had more. Well, that's not true if you're not giving now. See, percentage-wise, you're either a giver, a taker, or a matcher. I want to be a giver, wow. right? Take, takers are all about themselves. Matchers only do things for you if they're going to get something back. But givers give uh, in spite of that. They give because they want to help. Well, the act of reciprocity, just because people know you're that way, the reason the have-nots have not is because they're not giving. They're not helping. They're not pouring into others. You know, I went the other day to the social media examiner in San Diego. It's a social media conference. Mm -hmm. And all the big name guys were there. You know, John Lee Dumas was there, Entrepreneur on Fire. I've been on his show twice. Awesome show. Awesome podcast. Yeah, it is a good show. Matter of fact, I was kind of had a little success while I was out there. I found out that he put me at number four in the top ten of all 900 interviews that he's ever done. So I was pretty excited. Wow. But you know what? 
I didn't get that by taking. I get that by giving. I help and encourage. Pat Flynn, I got to talk to him. Chris Brogan, Guy Kawasaki. I mean, you name it, they were all out there. And you want to give and give and give. Vanderchuk wrote a great book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. Yes. And that's a boxing analogy of you want to give, give, give. And then one day you can ask. But you don't have permission to ask until you give, give, and give. Well, I just learned that really early. It's just, it's all about other people. And as a result of that, they'll give back. And we've got it backwards. We're all takers for the most part. The American people are takers. They want to get and get and get. And people just don't want to be around that. That's why I'm so big on teaching people to have deep, long-lasting relationships where you give. And the sooner you learn that, the more successful you'll be. Yeah, and I think that's a great quote, even from Zig Ziglar. He talked about it for many years himself. He said, if you can help enough people get what they want in life, you can have just about everything you want in life. You know, and so the focus is always on how can I serve? And as I'm growing and learning about entrepreneurship, you know, one of the things that I've been doing over the past few months is I've been meeting with individuals that I have relationships with just to learn where they are in their careers or in their own personal businesses, just to listen to see if there's a skill set that I have to be able to serve them, to help them enhance their business or help them in their particular career or organization that they're in. And and nine times out of ten, we I end up finding a, a niche area or a place where I can help them using a skill set that's natural uh, for me to, to utilize. And so when you sit down and you talk with individuals, you always learn that even those who you don't think have a need, have a need that you may have the ability to be able to fulfill for them and serve, building that trust, building that relationship so that when possibly your time comes, there's no question whether or not they'll help you along the way because you have been willing to help others. Yeah, that's so true and it is powerful. So build long-lasting relationships, be a servant leader, uh, and you'll go far. Be a servant leader and you'll go far. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of the Marquise Brayton Podcast. That was just part of the interview. It wasn't the entire interview that I did with Aaron, but it was enough for you to get the gist of what we were talking about and to really grab some golden nuggets as you pursue significance over success. I want you to, once again, leave me a rating and review and tell me what you thought about this week's podcast. always like to read those when I have some downtime just to encourage myself to keep going and to know that I am making a difference in the lives of those of you who are listening. I want you to know that I'm always thinking about you and always wanting to create something that is providing value to you. I hope you have a great rest of the week and we'll be right back here next Tuesday with a brand new episode of the Marquise Brayton podcast. Take care.